broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hello and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Chattanooga Business Radio. I'm your host today, Ryan Redhawk McPherson, and I'm very appreciative to be broadcasting from the beautiful Hamilton County Business Development Center here on the North Shore of downtown Chattanooga. I'm also very thankful to have a very interesting and thought-provoking guest in studio today for another exciting episode of Chattanooga Business Radio. So let's please welcome Julie Parham Bayer to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And you are with Via Media, is that right? That is correct. And you are a local sales manager. Right. Right. Very good. So we're going to talk about Via Media and how they are doing business here in Chattanooga. So uh, talk us a little bit about the company, Via Media, please. Absolutely. Because, you know, everybody knows the company that we represent, but nobody really knows Via Media unless they're an advertiser of ours. And we have to introduce ourselves as what we do uh, with Via Media in conjunction with the Electric Power Board. Everybody here in Chattanooga knows EPB, the Electric Power Board. They are the electric company. Mm-hmm. And they've been providing power for lots of years here in Chattanooga. Um, but it's interesting that a couple of years ago, um, through kind of a I don't want to say a mistake, but it was just through an interesting morph of what they were doing to improve the electric service for customers here in Chattanooga, they were able to get into the television business and then rename the town Gig City. So it's been a very, very interesting transformation. A lot of people don't know the story. So I'll give you the quick history because it is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, sounds good. Um, The Electric Power Board was trying to find a way to reduce power outages. Because literally, when you have a huge outage, like a tornado comes through and does massive destruction to the power lines, it takes literally teams of people going pole to pole to try to figure out where this break Mm -hmm. is and repair the power. So before what we call the smart grid now here in Chattanooga, a power outage, you could be out of power for a week. Or maybe even more, you know, if it was a really bad storm. And uh, so they were trying to figure a way that they could build, actually build, a smart grid here in Chattanooga. These people built this thing. That's great. (laughs) I know. And we have people from France and Germany and, you know, India. People come over all the time and are looking at how they did it because it's so fascinating. They put the electric... um, power on a grid. Mm -hmm. And then they put smart meters in. And these smart meters can say when there's an outage, "Uh uh-oh, we better reroute the power. So sometimes your lights will flicker, but they don't go off. And it's because the smart grid is actually rerouting power to every place that it possibly can. When it gets to a place where they can't reroute the power anymore, that's where the outage is. I see. So then they'll go pole to pole, and then they'll fix the outage very quickly. Mm -hmm. So this smart grid has reduced. Matter of fact, I think I've lost power maybe one time in the five years I've been here in Chattanooga. Was that because of an ice storm or tornado or? Uh, Somebody, there was an actual explosion at one of the transformers. So yeah, unavoidable. There was nothing that you could do there, yeah. But when that happened, it was only localized to whatever that city block or maybe a couple blocks around it. Exactly. But the rest of the city stayed up and running and operating business as usual. Exactly. So they've they've accomplished their goal with the smart grid. So they've been able to um, make it almost where you don't really have power outages here anymore. I mean, very little. Right. But 
if you do have an outage, it's up very quickly again. Yeah. But when they built this smart grid, then they started realizing, because we have such amazingly smart people in that building, that we could run fiber to the home. On so that we, same grid? Yes. So that we have the ability to go end-to-end -end with fiber and deliver the fastest internet in the northern hemisphere. That's amazing. <laughs> and so, but it takes money. So they applied for a federal grant, which they received, and in 2009, they started overbuilding Chattanooga oh. with a fiber optic system. And that's how they actually got into the cable business is it kind of morphed out of the electric uh, smart grid. Right. And so now they have the fastest internet. We've now been named Gig City. Yep. And we have the ability to not only run, initially it was, we could deliver one gig speed to the home, but they have this beautiful television service too that, I mean, the television screen, HD looks like 3D. I mean, it's beautiful. <laughs> I'd have to see this. You, you really I, need I would to love see it. to, right? It, I'm a big fan of HDTV, it's, and it, it's even more crisp and, and sharp looking. It looks like you could walk around the people wow. that are on the screen. And uh, also the ability to deliver phone service. So we could deliver the bundle, um, and we started overbuilding the um, incumbent in the area, which was Comcast. Mm -hmm. um, and that was in 2009. When they got a critical mass, enough people actually on EPB that it made sense, the next move was they wanted to help local businesses grow their business by advertising. Okay. They've got a ton of smart people in that building, um, but nobody knew how to do um, or to run and to start up an advertising team. Mm -hmm. uh, so they were looking for some companies to uh, actually work with them in doing this. Five companies bid on the contract. Uh, Comcast was actually one of them, but uh, Via Media won the bid because they had been doing this in, since 2001, and they do it in 70 markets across the country. Yeah, Via Media is uh, nationwide, and it's the leading independent cable advertising representation firm in the U.S. That's it. It's actually a larger company than EPB, but everybody knows EPB here in Chattanooga. Right. Nobody knows Via Media. But only, I guess, people in the industry know Via Media. Absolutely. Right. Your common household person or who's just civilian out there, per se, doesn't know me Via Media, but you provide the infrastructure for people to get the advertising in their home or businesses. Exactly. And right. so so what we do is we actually partner with um, different companies all over. I mean, Jackson Energy Authority in Jackson, Tennessee, we represent them for ad sales insertion. We also represent Bristol Utilities up in the Tri-Cities for ad sales insertion. But we uh, partner with other companies like Wide Open West uh, called WOW, mm -hmm. their cable service. We rep Time Warner in some markets. We rep Verizon. So we have a lot of different partners in different uh, cities that we represent. Uh, very good. And so um, you guys are now connected all over Chattanooga um, with this EPB smart grid. Yes. And uh, how many homes are you able to service? That's a great question. Um, there's a 640 square mile footprint uh, for the electric company here in Chattanooga. And anybody that has the electric power service can have the fiber optics. Uh, we are now up to the point where we are literally almost half of the homes in Hamilton County. That's quite a bit. It is. Yes. It's, it's over 54,000 homes and growing. So we don't really know where it's all going to end, but we know that our advertisers that have signed on with us very early are reaping the benefits of uh, being in a system that is continuing to grow eyeballs mm -hmm. and the fact that they were able to get in early, they were able to get in at very good rates. And so we've got a lot of very, very loyal customers in the area that are enjoying the fact that they can just reach out to Hamilton County and talk to people that are right in their footprint that they do business with. I mean, that's their primary market area right. with very little waste. They don't have to advertise all the way up to 
Crossville or all the way over to Cherokee, North Carolina, like the, the larger broadcast stations do, because they're not going to be able to draw business from those areas. More than likely, they'll have to pass 45 dry cleaners to get to them if they did. So it's just not going to make sense. Nobody's going to drive that far. Right. So for the local businesses, we're able to provide their footprint with very little waste and a very affordable price. And we can advertise their business on 65 cable networks right now. That's the SEC network, right. CNN, Right, your HGTV. major cable networks that people are tuning into all the time. Exactly. And you could be a local ice cream shop and be getting your commercial aired on the big game on Saturday. Yeah, or on Nickelodeon. Yeah. I mean, just have, have the kids say, Mom, I want ice cream. Mom, I want ice cream. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's really very cool. And what I do love about EPB is they do everything right. They're so customer-centric, so customer-focused, that uh, when they decided that they were going to do ad sales insertion, they said, we're going to do this with most of our channels being available for advertisers in standard definition and high definition. Okay. So if somebody's a high-definition snob, they can still see the commercials. That'd be they're, me. They're, they're <laughs> airing on all those HD channels. And uh, then if somebody does not have HD in their home, they can still see the commercials. Mm -hmm. So we're doing a dual delivery for these advertisers as well. So it's fantastic. I mean, I've, I've worked in other cable markets where maybe we can insert on, of our 45 networks, maybe 10 of them would be HD insertable. But mm -hmm. here, it's almost the entire lineup. And whether you're a startup or a, a sole proprietor for a small business, or perhaps you're a, a, a burgeoning company with many employees, you can provide those affordable, uh, easy to understand and places for them to to get out there and advertise their service or product. Absolutely. The, I always tell advertisers that the only difference between a $500 budget and a $15,000 budget is how many times you can afford to be on the air that day and how many networks you can afford to advertise on. And I also understand that you uh, can offer these advertisings on not just your cable television, but all digital products that you may have in the home. Isn't that fantastic? It is. Because, yeah. you know, the world of advertising is, is morphing faster than I've ever seen it. And it's because we're using more electronic devices than we've ever used before. And now the ability to reach people on multiple screens, not just the television screen, which thank goodness is still the number one screen people view um, video. And I think it's because of the size of the screen. No doubt. Yeah. But now people view video on their laptops, their you know iPads, their iPhones, um, everywhere shows video. And so what we wanted to do was give our advertisers the opportunity to deliver video across all of those platforms. And so that's where Via Media comes in because those are Via Media products. But we can take the same 30-second commercial or 15-second commercial that we're running on television and run it across all those screens. You've seen pre-roll video where you go to the internet and you want to watch, maybe Tiger Woods broke his leg and you're like, oh. So you go to ESPN.com and you click on the video to watch it. But before you can see the video, you have to see an ad. Mm -hmm. And typically it's been a national ad, mm -hmm. um, like a Geico or an Allstate or something like that. But now we can actually take a local advertiser and put their ad ahead of that video so that we can reach people uh, maybe that have cut the cord. We can still reach them. Or even if, you know, they're just using, some people sit with their iPads while they're watching television. Yeah, you know? maybe me too. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. I mean, we're using multiple screens at the same time now. I, and that explains why we're so ADD anymore. Yeah, but right, yeah. <laughs> They say that the average human has the attention span of eight seconds these days, and a goldfish has a attention span of nine seconds. So I uh, truly <laughs> believe that that is true. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, but you guys are able to dial in some of these advertising uh, spots to that particular person. I know on our digital devices, it houses so much more personal information about where we are, what we're located, what favorite websites we like, where our TV just has no reference of who we are and what we like to watch. So yes. an advertiser can potentially dial in specific ads 
to that person uh, based on their needs uh, and their digital devices. It's actually crazy scary how much our devices know about yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because they know where we're going, so they know what sites we're going to. They know what keywords we're using yep. when we're searching for different things. And they also know what we're researching, the content of the things That's that right. we're searching. And all of those uh, metrics are used so that we can target ads to any geo in the world. So we're out of the uh, cable world now. We're in the internet space. Yes. So literally, we can take those ads and put them anywhere, down to the city level, and uh, we can deliver them based on the targeting criteria of site retargeting, search retargeting, and keyword retargeting. Mm -hmm. So it, you're right. It is very, very specific. And we can do something called geofencing. So if we have an advertiser like a car dealer, and uh, they want to, say, geofence all of the competitors in the market, we can do an area around Chattanooga, whatever we wanted to do, their primary market area, but then we can geofence just people that are going to the competitors' car dealerships. Oh. So when they walk in and they walk out, they've entered the geofence, their phone picks up on the locator, the fact that they were there, so they must be looking for a Ford, and then we're serving ads on the smartphones. Very interesting. And um, in, in a lot of folks that we've heard about this, the new advertising and the new way digital devices are dictating what ads, ads we see, but there's a little bit of a creep factor to that, I think. And there is a little bit of like, who's watching me and how often? And so how do advertisers kind of ride that fine line of not being too intrusive, but getting the message subtly enough where it's absorbed, you know, uh, properly? I get what you're saying. But you know, what's interesting is that if we know that you are in the market for a Ford, the Ford ads aren't as intrusive because you're in the market. So they actually have more relevancy and they're actually more acceptable than ads that don't have relevancy. So oh, I see. So that's a good way to look at it. It's a professional like yourself can explain it so clearly to our <laughs> listeners and for me. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, because I, I recently was looking for a new pair of hiking boots yeah. and I went into a couple Google searches. Next thing I know, I'm on my Facebook and there's hiking boot ads right next to it. But you're right. I didn't feel like, oh, okay, this is weird because that's what I was looking for. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So there is is a, a fine line, though, that uh, advertisers must must stay on before they uh, overstep their bounds, so to speak. Exactly. I recently took a trip to Vegas, and so I was researching things in Vegas. Well, all of a sudden, ads are starting to come to me on my phone and also on my computer about Vegas. But I was interested because I was going there, and so I wanted to see what they had to say. So it really wasn't as intrusive. But where mm -hmm. I first found uh, something called site retargeting is I went on to um, Zappos.com, and Shoes. I was looking at a pair of white sandals, and I really wanted to buy them, and then my husband's you know, voice in my head said, you have too many shoes to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, he's, okay. he's right. Yeah. And so I backed out and, and left the site without checking out. But that was the last thing I looked at. Those white shoes followed me around the internet for about a month. Yeah. And I kept thinking, oh, maybe I should. Oh, no. no. There's Dave's voice again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's site retargeting. And we do that as well. Yeah, that's great. So national advertisers, local advertisers, uh, honing in those specific advertising needs that the consumer may have, mm -hmm. um, all done there at Via Media. That's right. Right. And like I say, with Via Media, as far as the digital space is concerned, we can literally put your ads anywhere in the world. Um, Atlanta is a very expensive market to buy for television, but people can come in and do digital advertising and hit that very specific audience that they want to hit for much lower cost per thousand. Yeah, and certainly um, is more valuable as more people have more digital devices readily available than they do a television. The television stays put. Yes. The phone follows you around. Even the iPad or uh, tablet follows you around, and you're able to uh, glean more information about that consumer based on where that digital device has been. 
That's right. And if your locator is on in your phone, you'll be amazed. You can go into settings and into privacy, and you can find that your phone knows exactly where you've been. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how people can serve up ads, too. That's true. Locator. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking with Julie Parham Bayer with uh, Via Media. She's a local sales manager, and we're talking about uh, Chattanooga and Via Media, but also the EPB and how they're connected here. And it, cer- it certainly is a fascinating story about how a digital uh, or advertising, traditional advertising, uh, partnered with the Smart Grid here in Chattanooga. Um, so how long have you been in Chattanooga? I have been here since uh, December of 2011. And what originally brought you here? EPB. So the job. Yes. Right. Employment. Yes. And where were you before that? I was in Knoxville at Charter. And okay. so I had worked in cable for years as a local sales manager. But when this opportunity arose, this was an opportunity to start an advertising division from the ground up and to pick my people and to do it the way that I thought it really things needed to be done. And, and it's just been such an exciting opportunity. And I think, too, what's been very, very fascinating is everybody has a very good feeling about the electric power board. They love the electric power board for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, because of the smart grid, you know, mm-hmm. so they don't have power outages, so they know that they're doing things right. But when they started EPB uh, for the fiber optics, they decided they wanted to have local customer service. So they have 24-hour local customer service with a southern accent, as they say. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so somebody can get um, the service that they've wanted out of their cable providers for a long time, but they haven't right. been able to get it. And, you know, that they're very customer focused. They do things right. And uh, so it's a very good feeling. So when we walk into businesses in the area and we say we're representing EPB, people are usually like, I love my EPB. This is great. So they've Come created on. a culture that people want to be a part of, or they provided services that people are, are way ahead of, uh, you know, in this city than the other cities. So people have this just warm hearted feeling towards the EPB. You don't say that about Georgia Power. Uh, You know, it's interesting because I I came from a place where I you know, people don't really have a feeling one way or the other about the electric company. So when people were saying, I love my EPB, I was like, I asked one of the guys one day that uh, actually was a lineman. I said, you know, can I ask you something? Why do people love EPB? And he said, okay, I'll tell you a story. And maybe this will, you know, it's, it's, it's really the fact of who we are or who mm-hmm. we're allowed to be. We're very community-oriented. When we go out to a power outage and we roll those huge trucks, it's a fortune to roll those yes. trucks on an hourly basis. I mean, it's very, very expensive. But when we had the major um, tornado uh, damage uh, that we had here in 2010, I believe it was, April 2010, um, and some areas were majorly affected, um, if we saw somebody broken down on the side of the road, we were allowed to stop and help that person change their tire and then roll on to the outage. Mm. I mean, they're so customer-focused uh, and, and so oriented on the community uh, that I think that that truly is what sets them apart. And I think that's why people have the feeling they have about them. Well, you should be a PR rep for the EPB <laughs> yourself. You know so much, and you, you certainly are passionate about it. Well, it's been an honor to represent them, quite frankly, because I think it is an example of business doing the first thing right, which is servitude. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the servitude attitude that they have drives everything that they do from making very smart decisions to doing things like creating um, a structure of, you know, not having power outages to making them, uh, you know, making this city, uh, putting the city on the map for being gig city. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally yeah, now. Gig city. Yeah. And then um, Comcast, I think, came out a couple of weeks ago saying that they were going to offer two gig uh, service. So then EPB said, well, you know, we could turn this thing up. I, I'm, we'll turn it up. So now we have 10 gigs That's great. worth of service 
that you can get. So literally here in, and I hate to say this because I love Chattanooga, but little old Chattanooga, Tennessee, you know, it's probably a very unlikely place that you would find the fastest internet in the world. I know. You're absolutely right. I tell people that all the time when I'm back in Atlanta and they and they and their ears pop up uh, when, yeah. they, when they hear about the gig city and the Chattanooga. And uh, people have always have questions for me about Chattanooga. I want to say I'm returning here to do another, do another broadcast. Uh, so I just think that's fantastic that Via Media is now here partnering and providing these local advertising solutions uh, for some of these small businesses here. Exactly. Because, I mean, anybody with any budget, you know, uh, we, we really are creative sometimes um, because we have advertisers that have small budgets. But literally any size budget can advertise. Do I need Via to Media. already have a commercial produced before I approach Via Media to, to have it run or is that something you can help me with as well that's a great question actually uh we do help local businesses to produce commercials at epb we really don't have production studios but uh via media uh when we started we realized that this service needed to be provided and so we partnered with five very very competent what we think to be probably the best contractors in the market and so we put those advertisers who need commercials with those contractors and we're able to produce commercials very affordably because we do it based on volume. Um, so they have given us kind of a volume rate, and so we're able to get great, clean, quality commercials for these local advertisers at a very affordable cost as well. And so we can provide that service if they need it, but some people come to us that already have commercials and they just want to air them. Right. Then we'll customize a proposal for them and, and get them on the air on the networks that are targeting the people that they want to target. Right. And so let's talk about that. Some of the uh, designated market area for some of these businesses. How do they determine that? Or is that something you determine for them? Um, uh, you know, how, they can't just say, hey, I want it to go all over Chattanooga. Or do you often advise that they have a little more localized, even within Chattanooga, some of their uh, designated marketing areas? Well, it, it depends on the customer because, I mean, some of the car dealers obviously can uh, draw from a much farther distance right. than, say, a local deli. And so it's really going to determine what their primary market area is. But for EPB, we really can't break up that area because when we put out an ad onto any of these 65 cable networks, it goes out to the entire area, I the see. entire footprint. Um, but for some people, we actually suggest that they partner with Comcast as well as with us because they can extend their reach up into the Athens market, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. or you know some other areas. Uh, so really what we try to do is we start with the customer, we start with their primary market area and who they're trying to target, and we have a good old-fashioned conversation. Nice. <laughs> Remember those? Yeah, yeah. it used to happen back in the day. <laughs> we actually go to the business and we sit down and we talk, and then from there everything just tends to make sense. Mm -hmm. And from there we, we look at it from the same perspective that EPB does, it's servitude. What, what can we do to make the best plan for this customer that's going to drive results? Another uh, buzzword that uh, I've been hearing is spot cable. What is spot cable? Well, I mean, I always determine spot cable to be, you know, a 30-second or a 15-second spot. I it? see. Uh, spots are our, our term for commercials. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's really what spot advertising is. But now spot advertising is actually extending into this digital space as well, and it's morphing into a lot of different things in the digital world. So it's going to be very exciting to see this convergence of the Internet and television and how it's all going to play out. I had somebody ask me the other night, what do you think? Uh, what, how's it going to look in 10 years? And I said, if I knew the answer, I would be a millionaire. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Billionaire. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I think everybody right now is actually trying to figure out where this convergence is going to take us as far as you know the ability of streaming. I heard um, that in uh, New York City, Time Warner is actually putting Roku boxes 
in homes. So I'm really not sure where it's all going to go, but I think uh, your television is going to be very interactive in the future. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to be able to, um, you know, now you can actually pause and rewind live yes. television. I think you're going to be able to do that with commercials as well, where you can actually take a time out from what you're watching because you saw a Chevy ad and you want to know more about that you know, uh, car that they were talking about. You can actually hyperlink, go over and do all your research, and then come back and watch your television in progress. Yeah, more targeted advertising to the, uh, to the consumer and the ads they want to see. Exactly. Where I could be next door to a housewife who wants to see a lot of uh, information about you know, services that she can provide. Or, and I want to see things about outdoor recreation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but we're next door to each other, but we're getting different advertising based on the content we're consuming. Exactly. And yeah. that is very exciting for the advertisers for the future. But I, how those, how that convergence happens and, and what boxes end up being used or what technology ends up being used, that's what everybody's going for right now. I mean, there's a, there's a huge run from multiple companies to find out what is the next latest, greatest thing that uh, they can do to make all this convergence happen and, and be the people that they're going to choose to use. Well, I'm sure all the brains over there at Via Media are already thinking about this and putting a plan together. You're exactly you know, right. Lots of smart people over there and certainly uh, doing good things here in the Chattanooga area. Um, if people wanted to contact you or Via Media, how would they do so? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, phone call would be fantastic. It is 423-648-4641. That is my direct line. And mm -hmm. um, that's really a great way to get started. You can also uh, email me at jp as in Paul, A-R-H-A-M as in Mary, at Via Media TV as in television.com. You can also go to viamediatv.com yes. for more information about their services or how you can get involved as a local advertiser. And uh, we'll have all these links on our website, chattanooga.businessradiox.com, where you can uh, connect with, uh, with Julie and her team over there at Via Media, whether you want to advertise or maybe you want to get involved in a career um, over there at Via Media. I'm sure there's opportunities there as well. It's very interesting you should say so because um, – we have uh, something that's going on right now where the Electric Power Board is actually trying to petition, and they have petitioned the FCC successfully, uh, to be able to provide this fiber optic overbuild outside of their footprint, outside of their electric footprint. So outside of Chattanooga. Right. Well, it would actually be outside the fringes or the confines at this point, but we could literally take it anywhere okay. if that were the case. Um, and the FCC ruled that we could do that last year. And right after that happened, uh, the Tennessee, I think it was Attorney General, decided, whoa, 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 wait, our Tennessee state laws say that that, that can't happen. And so uh, he actually petitioned against the FCC. Uh, and then we have a part-time legislature here in Tennessee. I didn't know this until recently. And so they went out of session. They're not coming back into session until January. So After this, the first of the year, mm -hmm. right. So this is going to be revisited as to whether or not municipalities in the state of Tennessee are going to be able to provide this service. And really, EPB is doing this because they feel like now high-speed internet is almost a necessity anymore. I mean, it's it's just as much as a necessity as food and water and clothes and shelter at this point because people need it to, um, if they are working from home, they can't work from home if they don't have high-speed internet. Um, children have to do a lot of their homework assignments. And some there are actually people in Hamilton County that are taking their children to Starbucks in order to get you know their homework done because they don't have access to high-speed internet at their home. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just crazy. Yes. But they're outside of our electric footprint, but they might only be out by a mile. Yeah. But they can't get the service. Right. And in the schools is assigning work that can only be done 
via the interwebs. Exactly. So you have to have that child to be able to have access to uh, the internet. and uh, Oh, it affects yeah. everything. It affects home values. If you don't have uh, access to quality, affordable, um, high-speed internet, your home prices are in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it really affects everything. And so that's why EPB has decided to um, petition to go outside of their footprint so they can uh, provide the same great high-speed internet and also the, the television and the telephone to anybody that wants it, you know, that we can provide service to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we literally have a board member that lives two doors down from the line and he can't get EPB fiber optics. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just so frustrating. And, and all the time when we're out in the streets, we hear people say, when are you coming to my neighborhood? I'm like, where do you live? Oh, I'm on volunteer electric out here. Mm, I'm no, sorry, sorry at this point. But if you want to um, go on the internet and voice the fact that you do want high-speed internet in your area, and you want the ability for municipalities to provide it outside of the, their footprint, then go to tnforfiber.org and you can register your um, your thoughts on the subject with our legislators. And, and hopefully once they come into session in 2016, um, we're hoping that this will be overturned mm-hmm. and that we will get our marching orders. So you were asking me about uh, are we expanding our team. We're actually looking for a new member of the advertising team that will put us up to six for next year. And I think what it's going to provide is the opportunity for me to get somebody trained so when – I hope soon uh, we do have the ability to go outside of our footprint. We'll have more, you know, we'll have people on the streets and we'll have marching orders and we'll be able to go. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, definitely uh, outstanding things happening with Via Media. How are you guys out there actively letting small business owners know about your services? Are you, you got to advertise or market your business, right? So how are you doing that? Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, it's sort of a grassroots campaign. Um, the people that have electric power um, and have the, the fiber optics, they see ads all the time because we have a lot of advertisers that have had great results and we just ask them to do testimonials for us i guess that's the best way just a client referral a Mm -hmm. client testimonial someone who's truly benefited from your services absolutely so we run ads on on television that say call to advertise we run some testimonials from people that are giving us uh you know the fact that businesses should try this because it really does work um and then we have a referral program where if an advertiser refers somebody to us uh for one month um we will give that advertiser what they're spending in free advertising up to what the referred client is spending. So um, it's a great way to grow our business. It's a great way to say thank you to the people that are, are saying nice things about us. And it gives the advertisers additional advertising that they can use anytime during the year for one month. So if they have an anniversary coming up in October, they can save it and use it to October. Hmm. And then we'll run the free ads for them in, in that month. So you're very flexible, very understandable with, with the uh, what the advertising uh, needs are of some of these small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can help you here at Business Radio X and Chattanooga Business Radio, get the word out about your services or connect you with other businesses who could use your services, please let us know. We'd be happy to do so. That's fantastic. Um, so we're very happy to um, have Julie Parham Bayer with Via Media joining us here in the studio today on Chattanooga Business Radio. Uh, so remind our listeners again how they can find out more information about you and your services. Absolutely. You can go to Via Media tv.com and uh, of course you can always um, find us that way because we have markets all across the country but you can click on the Chattanooga market and our information will pop up you can call me direct at 423-648-4641 and uh, like I said that's forwarded to my cell phone so I won't miss the call (laughs) (laughs) unless I'm in a meeting and then I'll call you right back I'm sure you will and also you can uh, email me at jparham p-a-r-h-a-m at viamediatv as in television.com. 
Excellent. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here today on Chattanooga Business Radio. We look forward to hearing more great things from yourself and via media and the EPB uh, going forward in 2016. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, Ryan. All right. My pleasure. And remind our listeners to make sure you're following us on Twitter at Business Radio X. And today we're using the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio. So you can forget about big media ambushes, canned sound bites, and fake pay-to-play interviews. We are pro-business here at Chattanooga Business Radio. So if your company is doing something interesting to genuinely serve your market, your community, and your profession, please reach out to us directly on the contact page at businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton, Lee Cantor, and on behalf of the entire Business Radio X network, I am Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio.